0: Hello, hi, Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the book of Isaiah, and we are in the last section of Isaiah 40. And today in this part, we're talking about receiving uh, the greatness of God. And so we are in verses 27 through 31 of Isaiah 40, where we read this. O Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard... Have you never understood the Lord is the everlasting God the creator of all the earth he never grows weak or weary no one can measure the depths of his understanding he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless even youths will be weak and tired will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength they will soar high on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary; they will walk and not faint. And this is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: Well, this is a famous verse, a famous. Uh, excuse me, conclusion to a very famous chapter. Uh, and I love how this section starts off with just asking this question. Isaiah asks, "How can you think that the Lord doesn't see what's going on? How can you uh, believe that the Lord doesn't care?" And of course, they're in the midst of their Babylonian captivity. And so there, it's very tempting to um, judge what's going on based on the, the circumstances on the ground and not to see the big picture and to forget God's faithfulness. Uh, but from the very be- beginning, God was known as the God who sees. Hagar, uh, when she was in the desert, you know, called upon God and saw him as El Roy, the God who sees. Abraham called upon God. Uh, we translate it as uh, God will provide, but it's literally God sees. And so God will take care of it. But more than that, God promises in verse 29 to give strength to the weak. You know, you might think uh, young people are strong and uh, have lots of energy. And uh, that's true. But in comparison, even they will fall down weak and exhausted. But those who trust in the Lord will be renewed. And those are the, the famous verse, you know, those who trust in or uh, it, it's translated trust in. We most of us probably know it by the more famous translation. Those who wait upon the Lord will find a new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And so there's this uh, connection even embedded in the different translations, this idea of waiting upon or trusting in God, that there is an element of of waiting that's involved in actual trust. There's a suspending of disbelief, choosing to see what, trust what we see in God rather than what we see necessarily around us in our eyes. I love how C.S. Lewis puts it, that faith isn't kind of blindness, but rather that faith is trusting what we've Come to see in the light in times that are dark, and so rather than trying to judge what we see in dark times, instead we remember what we've seen in the light. Um, but then uh, one final thing here, and probably the most interesting about this passage to me, is the reversal of the progression that we would expect. We would expect that you know you would move from walking to running to to flying; that there be this increasing measure of movement and freedom, but it's reversed for us as if like walking is the ultimate thing. And uh, the way I've heard that put to me in it, and it's made some sense. And I'd say that it's, it's made sense in my experience that in some sense, it's, it's easy to trust when you start out and you're flying high in the sky and you're, you're 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 it's almost as if you're carried upon wings and it those are the times when it's easy to trust when the energy is there when when the the vitality is there when the excitement is there and then you hit the ground running and you're making progress and you're moving along uh, but eventually things kind of slow down and you just feel like you're involved in a daily walk it's just putting one foot in front of the other the scenery doesn't change nearly so much and it's hard to see the progress that you uh, saw before, to experience that kind of progress that you saw before, especially compared to like the beginning of the journey. And, And maybe that that's the point when we really need this kind of strength that comes from God who doesn't grow weary because the flying part is the easy part. It's the daily walk that can be the real challenge and where we really need to be reminded and to find strength in God. Uh, Dave, I'm wondering what you see in, in today's passage and and how you've seen this applied or how you've applied it in, in your own life, and the life of others.
1: So I, I think this is a reminder of how important the stories we tell ourselves are. In fact, usually I think that our, our, we think the, the, that um, our circumstances are what really matter. And I say, no, it's more often than not the stories we tell ourselves about those circumstances uh, because I can have the exact same circumstances a part of a very different story. And I think what I'm hearing in verse 27 is this kind of sense of hopelessness and despair, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Well, clearly, if that's the question, then Jacob, Jacob, of course, being right, the name for Israel. Uh, and so... It, you know, how can you say that, I, that the Lord doesn't see? Well, clearly then Israel, the people of Israel are saying that, right? Oh, Israel, how can you say the Lord, that, that uh, God ignores your rights? And that does, again, obviously they're saying that. Uh, and you can hear that sense of, of hopelessness, despair, self-pitying. God's given up on us. God's nowhere to be seen. I'm all on my own here. This is all going to be terrible. And. I think all of us can recognize those very stories from our our own lives, right? Where we've looked at some circumstances, and that's the story that we've told. We've seen a circumstance that is difficult. And you remember, this is Isaiah 40. It comes right after, you know, 1 through 39, where Isaiah is warning, you guys are going to go into captivity. You're going to go into captivity. It's going to be bad. You're going to go into captivity. Now they're in the captivity. And, you know, here they're all surprised. Gosh, where did this come from? How did this ever happen? Uh, you know, the last 39 verses would have been a good, or 39 chapters would have been helpful to pay more attention. But but now they're paying attention. And now they're in the captivity. And they're just, they're giving into hopelessness. And so that's why this started off. You guys remember in verse one, it was comfort, comfort my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Um, and so that, this, this whole encouragement, hey, I know you're in an awful space but this is not the end of the story. And while you're in the bad part of the story, I'm going to tell you the end. I'm telling you right now, your warfare has ended, right? Like that whole thing that we've we've been doing the last couple of days. And so clearly now God is trying to speak to the discouragement that these people feel. And and then, you know, be able to now reorient them and going, "You, you think God's just given up on you? God's grown tired of you. God just like, you know, been overwhelmed by all of this. God doesn't know what to do. And that's where this, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The, the Lord is the everlasting God. Meaning like there is no end. God's not, you know, like, oh, I'll, I'll kind of sprint while I can. And then, woo, I'm done. No, he's everlasting God. He's the creator of all of the earth, of everything you've ever seen. That, he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding, right? You can see here what they're trying to... Uh, you, Isaiah is trying to reorient the people of Israel. They're going, the story you're telling is missing some pretty important facts, right? You've forgotten who God is, what God can do. And Isaiah it that it really affects the way I read then the the next three verses, the last three verses of this chapter. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. He's saying, you know, in our best moments, right? at, At the time of life when we have the most energy, we still get exhausted. We still end up just giving in. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. And I think this is the real key. It's the trusting in the Lord is what allows us to find the new strength. And it's not not God saying, okay, well, if you trust in me, I'll give you something. I actually think it's the very trusting itself that allows us to have this strength. Because, and we've talked about this now a few times recently, it's because we have hope. We have this confidence, and maybe you talked about this last Sunday, but we have this confidence that God is going to keep his promises. And so we don't get so discouraged. And despair doesn't end up sort of sapping all of our energy. You know, so much of, of you know, that, that feeling of depression, one of the ways you can tell if somebody's really depressed is they just, they're exhausted all the time. You know, they, they just want to sleep all the time. And yet when they go to sleep, they can't really even fall asleep, you know that restlessness. And, and so, but, but I think that's what comes when we end up feeling despair and hopeless because we don't know the whole story. We're telling the wrong story. And so is trying to help them tell the right story. And as we have that trust, even in the middle of a really discouraging time, saying, yep, this is a bad chapter of this story, but it's not the final chapter of this story. And in fact, I know that this story is, is a story of victory. It's not a story of tragedy. I know that because I know the one who's writing this story. So I'm gonna continue to go. I'm not gonna be discouraged. I'm gonna continue to be faithful. And I think that has always been the challenge for me in these moments, because I am somebody. I can get given it, you know, I can give in into my own sort of like, you know, hysteronics and like, oh, the, just everything's falling apart. You know, the Psalm 46, the mountains are falling into the heart of the sea. And, and what's the answer? Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. Right, that there's this promise. Hey, don't don't worry about all that stuff that you're getting so bad of shape about. And I think at those moments when I start to notice myself doing that, right? Getting more and more anxious, those are the moments I just I need to refocus and remember, oh, right. I know the promises that God has made. And I don't get to see the whole story, but I've got to be faithful to play my part in it. Somehow God is gonna make that faithfulness a key piece of the the beautiful conclusion that this story will one day have. I think that actually is what allows us, that trust in the Lord is what allows us to find that new strength, to keep serving, to keep loving, to keep forgiving, to all the stuff that God calls us to do. And my final comment, then I'll be quiet, but uh, I I do love this chapter so, so much. Um, But I've mentioned a few times that actually it's this last verse, verse 31, that is tattooed on my wife's ankle. Uh, many of you know that my wife was a competitive runner, and she then uh, shattered her leg, uh, and now walks with a, a very pronounced limp. She can't really walk at all without uh, sneakers. She without shoes on, she can't really walk, and uh, and and she longs to run again. And the promise that we have is that one day she's going to run and not grow weary, and she's going to walk in nothing. That that in you know kind of when all things are, are made new. Uh, in in, uh, in the age to come, that she'll be able to run again as just God brings the end of this story. And, and that it's that confidence, that assurance that it allows her to go, hey, yep, yeah, this is painful now. It's unpleasant now. But this is not the end of the story. And I think it is that certainty that allows us to be able to move forward.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Israel continues to experience this, like uh, this death of a dream and this rebirth. Uh, like they've lost their nation, this promised land, but it's going to be given back. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in tomorrow's Devo as well. But of course, um, fast forwarding to uh, the uh, the story of Jesus is we have like the ultimate story of of death and rebirth and and, and new life and new strength. And you know, if 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 not even death itself. Can be an, the ultimate discouragement. Then, really, what do we have to fear in this life? And which is exactly what uh, much of the Testament talks about. How you know, if, if even death cannot separate us from the love of God, then then why are we worried about these other things? Well, we're human, and these things can be very tiring and, and weary, uh, wearying. But in the end, um, if death is not the end, then then we can face just about anything. Not that I want to, <laughs> but it is encouraging to know that God can bring us through everything.
1: But isn't that why it's so important that we continue meeting together and fellowshipping together is so Mm -hmm. that we can keep encouraging each other because all of us, like you say, we're human and we all end up falling, kind of uh, getting sucked in by our self-pitying, hopeless stories. All of us will give into that from time to time. And that's where we need each other to testify to the reality, right? And tell the stories of when I was in that same pit. And it turns out that wasn't the end of the story and it's not gonna be the end of your story and allowing us to then see God again when, when we've got the blinders on of our own sort of self-pity and despair.
0: Well, Dave, would you uh, pray that we would hold each other together and uh, encourage each other in, to remember the story that is our story?
1: Amen. Let's do it. God, we don't always understand what you're doing or where you are. But Lord, we know who you are. You are the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. You never grow weak or weary. God, we trust in you. You are the one. Not our clever solutions, but you. We trust in you because of who you are and what you've done, you've proven in the resurrection of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you everyone for joining us again today. And I pray that you join us again tomorrow when we will see uh, uh, Isaiah talk a little bit about the story that's going to be revealed that God is writing for the Israelites. So go in peace.